everybody. Everybody should get a bong. That's that's the way it should be. Um, in the world, I think I think we can solve world peace if we just give out bongs. Probably. That's why everybody should have a bong. That's why. I think everybody should have a transforming mech suit. Why? To prepare for the apocalyptic future in which the Decepticons and Autobots ravage our fucking homeworld with their war. <laughs> Until Unicron comes up and is like, like, yes. like I'm your, I'm a god. It's like you're, oh, you have your own gods too. Like what the fuck are you? Can you please leave my planet? Like please. That that's the one the narrative that was always very ironic to me about the Transformers is, yeah, these are aliens that are basically using our planet as a staging ground for oh, their yeah, apocalyptic yeah. war. Yeah. Like we shouldn't. That is one thing you have to give credit to the Michael Bay Transformers movies for is that it really centers the, the human story on this whole like get the fuck off our planet, <laughs> you know, angle. And, and that's what I that's I appreciate that. that I, is I, I definitely appreciate that. It's a very fair assessment. Yeah, yeah. You know these giant things that transform into our vehicles for some reason. At least, and that's another thing, you know, I don't know, I'm sure, and I'm sure. Okay, I will okay. fill you, in, you can fill in the so blanks, many right? blanks because you don't know. I didn't grow up in the 80s, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't grow up in the 80s too, I was born in the 80s, but well, I didn't you, grow up in the 80s. No, that's fair. I mean like. But even being born, that's, that's how it latches on you. That's how it latches onto me, being born. It becomes Just, part of your, my rep your well, pop you, culture. Well, you know what, right? it definitely becomes part of my pop culture, because I'm, well, you're right, because even Freddy Krueger is something that is, like, one of the first real horror movies that I watched, that I remember watching. Uh, but before we get into that tangent, I think we should finish busting up this weed, and it's time to get high Hi. on Hollywood. On Hollywood. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. And you know what? I actually felt bad for Galvatron throughout the movie. Every time he uh, got zapped by, uh, you know... Frickin' Lord Demon God. Basically, um, Unicron. Unicron. <laughs> like we got, we have a, we have a whole lore in this story, a huge lore. And of course, this is what we're talking about. Is Transformers the movie 1986? Transformers colon the, the movie. movie. The movie. Yeah. That's back in the 80s when everything had to be colon the movie. He <laughs> yes, it's the true. movie. Uh, G.I. I don't even know. G.I. Well, there was a G.I. Joe, the movie, animated movie back in the 80s as yeah, well. That's true. Uh, Hasbro, that was the time where Hasbro was like, okay, we got to make movies out of all of our franchises. Uh, that's also the time Hasbro's, you know, CEOs and exec CEO and executives were all like in their like broadcast, <laughs> you know, jack you know, blazers and they had their sunglasses on and their hair tied back in a ponytail and they were. Doing, 80s guy doing karate in the office and yeah. they're like man and we're blow making off so much desk. money yeah <laughs> right off of you know I got a hundred dollar bill <laughs> Leonard, get Leonard Nimoy in here yeah. I, got, I need a person to voice this uh this Galvatron <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that was so random too the voice change I loved it I loved Len I, I gotta say I gotta say uh and I wrote I wrote notes throughout this whole movie, folks. So I will regale you with some of those. Notes. I want I want to talk. I want to talk. I want to I want to pick your brain about this movie. Yeah. Because this is a movie that is something that's that's special to me. 
Right. This is one of those movies that just, as an 80s kid, like, I'm not even 80s, I'm a 90s kid, because I grew up in the 90s. I was born in 1984. Uh, so Transformer was already finished by the time I started recognizing it. So That's I was remember, I think, like, my, my earliest memory is going to a babysitter's house mm-hmm. and watching Transformers on her floor wow. while it was in reruns. It was a sa- it was like it wasn't even a Saturday morning. It was a, a morning time. This was before I went to school. Yeah. My brother and sisters were going off to school and Transformers was on in reruns and we were watching it and oh, man. That's how I got into Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Same thing. That's it, you know. Yeah, it's the same kind of ideal. Like it's just like who, what are these guys? What are uh, okay. And then I could find out I could buy their toys. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the big thing. I was like, "Oh, so now I can play with." So I had I didn't get a lot of Transformers because we weren't we weren't very well off, so we didn't have access to that. But I got you know quite a bit. I had some a lot of the smaller ones, like the the one micro ones that you can get to play in the in the bathtub and stuff like that. And uh, I didn't get really like the full Scott size ones. I got a few. Right, of I, course. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a Optimus Prime and. And I think at one point in time, I had a Sound Blaster, nice. which was whoa, which was awesome. Sound yeah. Blaster was, the Blaster was fucking amazing. Soundwave would have been cool, but well, yeah. Although it was, you know. yeah. it wasn't until I got older and Transformers came back because of the Bavers yeah. that uh, I started looking at all those those toys again. And I'm like, I want them. <laughs> I know, you know, and I just you made me realize that back home I actually have a an Optimus Prime and. Um, I used to have two because I used to have one from the Bayverse and then I have the G1 mm-hmm. uh, but I kept my G1 and I think I sold the Bayverse one just because the, the Bayverse one was also ridiculously huge like I didn't it, need it it was a Christmas crazy. present from when I was like five and I was like I, what am I what am I doing with this thing <laughs> it's massive the size of me when I was a kid uh, but yeah my G1 Optimus I know I still have and it just, just made me think of that I loved that thing I actually so I never watched the cartoons like you did, mm-hmm. and I never, uh, I never really got into the lore of Transformers until, unfortunately, the Bayverse, which really, looking at, watching Transformers the movie, you know, going back and thinking in my head, I literally went back to the plot of the other movies, because I was, you know, things in Transformers the movie are referenced, that are referenced in you know, those movies, and I wanted to see how it ended uh, Michael they Bay, like, uh, like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah. He just decided yeah. to use a lot of stuff loosey-goosey, you know what I mean? So it, the whole... it, it was a very loose, yeah. loose, it was, it's a loose threaded, and I can understand why it was loosely threaded because of live action versus cartoons. Right, uh, I can't, you can't make it too cartoony. Although here's the thing, you've never watched uh-huh. the cartoons. Right. So the car, even the cartoons... Had their they were a standard were Saturday good. morning plot. That's fair. You know, it is Autobots versus Decepticons. Yep. Uh, usually, there, there was a lot of like, you know, we got to save the planet kind of like uh, narrative going in there because literally the whole idea is the Decepticons are taking Energon from our planet, oh, and, <laughs> and the Autobots are there to stop them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the code. And then they had their own interesting stories, which had like you know their every other every Saturday morning cartoon has to have that you know after school special kind of a mm-hmm. narrative. You know, don't do drugs, kids. So you'll have like one Autobot, uh, you know, kind of going down the wrong path, and then you have the other other Autobot 
needed to save them, or there's an espionage. There's certain different yeah, narratives. Like, they're, they're, they're very sanitized kids' moment shows, you know? But you get different writers. Don't be bullies. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, course. but you, you got to work with the material you have, right? Exactly. And that's how you build the lore, and you build up to something like this. So the original TV show was literally all about that. It was just the same kind of, like, hey, this is a kid's show. Let's treat it like a kid's show. But, you know... We gotta throw in the action, so you got you got you got your pew pews and your yeah, guns oh and you got your violence and you got your. <laughs> I gotta go through my notes here because there was one point where. Uh, let's see what we got here. Look! Oh yeah. <laughs> no, there was a, a point. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just go through the first uh, three notes here because it, okay. it all you know it'll be relevant. First of all, movie opens. In 2005. <laughs> that made me laugh my fucking ass off. And then I was like, why didn't Optimus anticipate being spied on? Like, the bird thing was pretty out in the open. It was kind of flying around the whole base the whole time. I can't excuse that. No. And then the next note is when Megatron and the Decepticons land on Moon Base 1, and Megatron literally does a backflip and turns into a fucking gun. I was like, Megatron turned into a gun. Semicolon. Then rock started. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it just backflips, turns into... Choo, 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 and then it's like... <laughs> then there's just guns firing. People are fucking getting shot. I thought people all are the, dying. Uh, yeah, this is in the like, first oh, ten minutes. <laughs> I wasn't it's, expecting that. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the trauma yes. right away. Let's go right off the bat. Um, this, these are a kid's show. This is a kid's show. And these are... And as any kid going into the theater expecting to watch this movie and thinking, oh my god, you know, this is going to be fun in games. This is going to be just like the TV awesome, show. Man. This, my god, oh, like, holy crap, everybody was annihilated <laughs> in the first 30 minutes. of this. The first 45 minutes of this film yeah. was basically the, okay, we're getting rid of First the wave. entire first wave of Transformers. <laughs> we are going to just kill them all. They're all rust buckets now, kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a reason Den of Geek, I think, called this the, the Toy Massacre of 1986. Literally. <laughs> it's like we're going we to just take them all out because we're going to go, well, don't worry, kids. We're going to give you all these new Transformers. <laughs> we're yeah, give you this exactly. new line because we have these new characters, which, for a narr in a narrative standpoint, yeah. worked. Right. Because it literally did sweep out okay all those old characters and then introduce like okay there's we have a new set right here there's a scene where it opens where there's literally ultra magnus and all the new characters surrounding right. him right. and we're like okay we gotta save autobot city autobot city that's what i wrote though uh, in that around that moment oh yeah and the insecticons never came back i was really i, I thought they were cool i was hoping we'd see more of them they all died <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're all dead. They're now. all dead. Yeah, they completely died. They all got turned into the the sweeps. No, exactly. Um, I literally okay. I just want to say after the uh, <laughs> after the note about Megatron turning into the gun and then Rock starting, I wrote, "Now I see why you are the way that you are, Clint." Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. That uh, <laughs> even that was a nice controversy. That was a huge controversy in the eighties. Was the fact that, oh, that you could, you can't do that violence? The fact that a Megatron yeah. cannot transform into a gun anymore. That was oh, yeah, that was like they're like as soon as they said <laughs> that. The thing is, the toy that they issued 
look like a real fucking gun. Oh, they could, it was looked like yeah, a completely yeah, yeah. real gun. So no, that's fair. Parents were getting were, were looking at this thing on the shelves and being like, "What the hell is this?" What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. This know. is why in the Bayverse, mm-hmm. Megatron turns into a tank, turns into a plane. It, it yeah, but you will never turn into a gun because like you can't sell that as a toy. They tried, they tried, but that's why that came up with a code after that. Why all? Because like. This is a real gun, all right? As a black person walking down a street no, having exactly. a toy yeah. gun, yeah, exactly. a lot of people can get hurt. That's true. No, well, <laughs> but that's why more, they had, that's why they, it's a mandate that they have to have an orange button cap. on top, orange yeah. cap on top of the gun yeah. to distinguish that it's a, re, that's a, it's a fake gun, it's a toy. Exactly. Otherwise, yeah, a lot of people can get shot. Other people, it's like... No, uh, one of the things I wrote about... Uh, when Ultra Magnus gets cornered on the junk planet by Rekgar, that was actually one of my favorite moments in the movie, mm-hmm. and I literally wrote, Yo, Ultra Magnus just got dunked on. That was hard to watch, especially with those final death groans before his... And then this is all in caps. Fucking body blew to pieces! Jesus Christ! <laughs> If you want to get a good, uh, like, if you don't know the layout of the city well, a good place to go see the city from is Lookout Mountain. This is after Megatron turns into a gun, and you're like, whoa, it's a gun. He was a gun, and then, and then. How does a full-size Transformer turn into this tiny little gun that it could fit into Starscream's hand? That's what, I was like, oh my. Because it's animation, you're, like, they think kids are dumb, okay? No, and you know what the best part is? That was the moment when I was like, I have to start writing down my thoughts. Because I thought at first, and then I was like, I can't not say that tomorrow, you know? the fuck <laughs> what the hell's going on in this thing it's like what kind of acid coked out trip is this guy <laughs> like oh, and the way the movie opens right is with the inside of unicron so yep. you're like am i having a bad acid trip <laughs> things are just moving there's like flat there's smooth surfaces and there's weird colors and transformers and after the whole planet is destroyed Plan. Which is like, awesome. This is so metal. Yeah. It's like this. This is the description. This is the definition of metal. Okay, you see a giant fucking planet that eats another planet and it discards it, and you can see it just like chopping it up, using it as nutrients. Oh, and just briefly, I just want to interject. And you have heavy metal in the back. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but that scene where it's like chopping them up. They really, really, when you have this like super serious dramatic moment, you're gonna go with the <laughs> noise. <Really? Yep. laughs> I mean, yeah, I know it's a cartoon. But come it's on. like no, you're gonna really, you're gonna really sell this thing, <laughs> and you're gonna make sure that children everywhere are gonna remember the horrificness of this. Of, of 45 minutes of this movie, and it doesn't stop because no, after that like, 45 minutes, like you get, you you get all the Gen One. Transformers destroyed, or you know, beat the hell out of like just you get Autobot City decimated. Yeah, all the Decepticons are being like the Astro Train scene is one of my favorites. This is one of my oh, favorite scenes yes. because yeah. it really shows why the Decepticons are called the Decepticons. 100%. It's like literally Astro Train's like, "Hey guys, we need to jettison some weight," and the first thing they say is, "Well, 
I say it's survival of the fittest. Yeah, <laughs> just throw them all out into space. <laughs> wow. But yeah. afterwards, after they close it, Starstream's like, okay, I nominate myself the leader. And he's like, well, why do you get to be the leader? And they start this so. big giant fight inside the belly of Astro Train, who just finished saying, hey, guys, knock this shit off because we can't get back. I know, I know. <laughs> but I love that because that is, that's a, such a Decepticon thing. Yeah. You know? It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful Z that just like, it's, and it just kind of like hones in what each of these characters are, are like, even as the Decepticons, because. I'm gonna be the one. Like I should be the one. You know. We formed Devastator. What do you get? It's like Star Screams because I'm smarter than you. And Star Screams like, well, it's because Star Screams an actual scientist. Yeah, he's, see, when he was actually like, you know, next in line technically. If you te- wanna, technically, you know, he's, you know, he's the general. He's the, really, it's Soundwave that's next in line, and, and actually Shockwave uh, is, is more next in line. I don't remember which one Shockwave is, but I did at one point write. Uh, Megatron and his lover Soundwave. That's yeah. the that's the big time. Thing. Big time. They're like linked. There's so there's like, such a camaraderie between them. But there's also like huge lore between them. Like they filled out a me- like there's a Megatron comic book that filled out right. all the backstory of, course. of Megatron. <laughs> and like Megatron was a, a gladiator uh, at first and he was basically because he was low like a low income like he was just like a, a slave Basically, yeah, he was a slave thrown into a gladiator pit, and they were forced to fight each other. Right. All these these guys, and Megatron kind of was, says, like, why the hell do we have to live under the tyranny of the Autobots, which the Autobots were in power at the time. Mm-hmm. And Megatron was like, no, we're going to fucking break out, we're going to come become a team, and we're going to fight against the establishment. Yeah, there's a huge... <laughs> and so even Decepticons have this inner tragedy but er- my thing about Megatron is his arrogance right that's his downside right. I mean even to the bitter end he was like with Unicron he was like well what's in it for me and it's like well you know, I don't and Unicron's just sitting there it's like I don't think you understand what the hell's going on here no, literally, I'm, I'm like, gonna <laughs> take you <laughs> when, when Galvatron got back to Unicron with the Matrix of Leadership I realized I was like but he gave you your power and literally proved that he could like control you from a distance. Why did you think this was good? <laughs> like, I was like, none, wait, none of this made sense, actually, you're Galvatron. Just... You're really just, because it's his, but that's that's part of his character. Like, that is just true to Megatron within Megatron. Gal- Galvatron, you know what I mean? Because it's Pretty like, much. He's yeah. just, his arrogance is like, arrogance for power. Mm-hmm. Starscream's the same way. Starscream's yeah. the exact same. He's just arrogant for power. Which is why but he has to die. He's kind of stupider because he's not as strong Dude. as Megatron. He's so much. He's I like. He thinks he's smarter than Megatron. He th- like just. Oh you know, yeah. And it's really funny. And actually, one of my favorite moments was when he tells the trumpeters to stop and then they keep going. It's like and he just looks at because nobody listens to Starscream. No one's gonna. No one but like Thundercracker and sides or Thundercracker and now of course now I'm gonna blank on him. Uh, not Sidewinder, but it's it's Thundercracker and Sidescooper. No, Sideswipe and and all, all those are Autobots. Yeah. <laughs> what, really? Yes. See, I don't. I Anyways, don't his know. two his two generals, mm. uh, they listen to him and only barely listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said uh, Starscream's court or Decepticon trumpeter stalling Starscream's coronation is comedy gold. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
also, yeah, okay. In that, that was a nice little comedy bit right right in the middle of all that chaos. Because well, that's the thing. At that point, you're like, oh my god, so much has happened. But then, yeah, it's like, okay, there's some levity. And then all of a sudden, Starscream just gets murked by Galvatron <laughs> instantly. Like, it's like watching Thanos turn the whole of reality into, like... like it just completely just disintegrates them. Just, it just falls apart. And then steps just, on the ash. Ground. Just and like, voiced by Leonard Nimoy, of all people. Which is weird. It's kind of... Like, it's good. He gives uh, a great performance. It shows a lot of depth. Like, this is really just something completely 180 from what you'd known him for, of course, as Spock. And yep. at that at that time, I don't like... As Spock... But he also played in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I really, really enjoyed True. that his role in that, too. True. He, he does have depth and range. I just wish... I wish people would have just not typecast him. And that's the, he never got enough roles. He did he never not. Got enough. He could have um, showed a lot more. But 100%. That's one of the things that was like so strange, but that I loved about it was that he was against type. And he really, like, he played mm. to it well. Oh, very well. Um, he was or, very menacing. Even even Orson Welles, who I just want to, I know you have something to say about that too, specifically. Because Unicron, I think, was a great villain. I love, I love every time it cuts to the, you know, just the shot of this giant planet thing floating around. And it's just, after watching mm. it decimate so many things and people and characters, you know, there. it just, it really, Unicron was a big threat. You it was know, huge. You, I could feel the weight of that. And there was a big, it was a lot of weight. Especially towards the end when it was literally Decepticons and Autobots and, versus yeah. Unicron. It was like, it was and that was just like out of nowhere, they're, they're actually joining sides. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, lo- I love that too. You, un- <clears throat> you underestimate <laughs> Unfolds and does this <laughs> And you're like, wait. Oh, what? Yeah. There's another form. Was, of course he's in another form. Right, right. I mean um, and I was I was waiting for it actually. I was kinda like, okay, Unicron obviously has to be a transformer. He's a tran- he's, he is a transformer. He is a transformer. He's a transforming planet. He's just a planet instead yeah. of a car. <laughs> he's their he's their their devil. Well, yeah. He's, they, he's basically their devil and like Cybertron, which is Primus. In the inner core, is which God? is basically their god, yeah, wow, their creator. So that's why the all spark comes from Cybertron, because... and and the all spark is inside the matrix of leadership in Generation One. That matrix of leadership is the all spark. I figured because I so, was like, you know, it happens. Whatever they're after, like I, I was rereading all the plot synopses for the Michael Bay movies just to reflect, mm-hmm. refresh, yeah, and like compare the lore, right, and. uh I was like, okay, so where does the AllSpark fit into this? It's 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 the Matrix of Leadership. Yeah, that was completely made. That was made up for the movie. The movie. Yeah. And then it was incorporated into the tele, the cartoons afterwards. That's pretty cool. But I like the I like the idea of the Matrix of Leadership. I'm all, I'm a sucker though. I'm you know I'm a huge comic book fan. So MacGuffins are my my sweet spot. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's it's a very comic book movie and well basically this is the well, this is the foundations movie. right yeah exactly it's the foundations of what comic books turned into they used comic books as well comic books was the, the thing they turned into that, that the show was turned into right and what Bay thought his Transformers was but isn't uh sometimes what, what Bay's Transformers is but was or sometimes is and isn't it, it, it just it, it was a thing it yeah. was a thing and I, it was fine it was my way in I have to be thankful. You have to be thankful to it, Uh, and it tried to make sense of a universe that had somewhat of an established lore that you could have went into, but it was like (laughs) you can tell. 
Oh. There's some. There was. There's some moments there. Like I really hated the in the Bay Bill Bay films the blending of the human Autobot characters because it wasn't about that. <laughs> the humans were there, but the humans were a side story. Like like Spike, for instance. Spike, and you you see him on uh, Moonbase Two with Bumblebee, and um, he was you know he was a kid when the, the first show was coming out. There was a huge gap between like the, the show because he was a kid and his dad Sparkplug. They helped the, the Autobots by fixing them because you know they're mechanics. Okay. Uh, and that's where you get you know Shia LaBeouf's character was also he was supposed to be kind of like a Spike type type character, mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of like where he draws that line. But then you get kind of like. Uh, now in the movie you get yeah. Spike's son, right. who's who, Daniel. Daniel, who gets the mech suit <laughs> because the mech suit. Why not? The Transformers are. Don't even get me started on the mech suit. Don't even get me started well, on. I the mean, mech they're suits. sharing technology with humans. I mean, I'm... no, I know, but it's just so funny because I was like, I swear to, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I swear to fucking God, if these. If these people transform. <laughs> I was so mad. And then, and then Daniel then fucking transforms. Transform! Yeah! Transform! Yeah! <laughs> and, uh, and it's cool. But you can but, transform okay. too. No, no, okay. And I will say, no, 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 no. no. I will say, one Look, second, kids. one second. Because I wrote something. You can wait, be a transformer. <laughs> wait, the exosuits turn you humans into transformers? Why the hell didn't the live action franchise capitalize on such a crazy idea? You know. Dude, there's there later on in season five. There's something called Headmasters. The hell is that? Where uh, literally the humans are inside the heads and controlling the Transformers, and then they become like kind of one. Okay. One so being. Kind <laughs> of like what Guillermo del Toro did in Pacific Rim. Kind of. Yeah. Before that. It's know, and then the Headmasters are all keys to like, I can't. I'm blanking on on that part because it's just. After the after after the movie, the whole thing kind of goes off right. <laughs> the rails, even even further off the rails. But that was because like each episode introduced a new toy, mm -hmm. like in the, and they did that before. But that there was a huge push for toys. Like right, you right. had combiners, you had tons. Like a lot, they were they they shied away from a lot of the individual ones, and they really wanted to sh showcase all the guys that can combine together. And then they had headmasters, which were more, more toys. Like it's it's like basically what what uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers turned into in the year two in the year two thousand tens. Here, just like every single piece you had to buy separately to form the Megazord. You want to talk about a money waster on toys? Now that is a money waster of toys. And now oh. Hasbro now owns Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So and when they got Mar, well, you know what? Here's the thing, though. If the figures are well made, it's fine. I loved buying Marvel Legends before they were owned by Hasbro because before that they weren't all like, like mm -hmm. the plastic, the paint quality was a lot nicer, and there was a lot more um, detail. Yeah. Now they get away with like some of them. You know, you can tell it's like okay, there's an eye, like there's a pupil <laughs> over here. It's, it's than, like it's, uh, it's like okay, you're not really trying anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. Before it was like holy, like I used to like oh, oh shit. yeah, it was fun. And that's why also remembering my Optimus Prime back home, I'm like, oh, I want him up here now. 
The I want to transform them. <laughs> I want to put them together shit. and take them apart, you know, because it's so much fun. It is. See, like my son Xander, he got into Transformers as well. Mm-hmm. When he and the the Bayverse Transformers are were so different from the Transformers when I was a kid. I couldn't fucking transform them to save my life. They were they so were intricate, right? and there was like like what the f- like it took me for you couldn't just do the. Ch- 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 <laughs> who's, the, who's the police? Uh, who's the police Decepticon? Uh, barricade. Barricade. I had. I got a. I got a small. Yeah, Xander had one. That thing was nuts. I literally like had some because there were certain things. I was like, "Can you even bend that?" Like, bend it. I was like, "What the fuck?" Ah! It's like uh, you have to bend it <laughs> to transform the fucking thing, was, and because Xander couldn't do it because he's terrifying. like he was like four or five, six, mm. and he was literally like comes up to me he's like you gotta help me with this and I'm like oh my god every single time I'm like ah. yeah exactly uh, <laughs> uh, before that my brother had a, a beast uh beasticon what do you call it the, a maximum or a predicon Max, I don't know. It was a big like gorilla. It turned into a gorilla. It's, oh, uh, that's a uh, it's Mac. Uh, that's a Beast Wars, and that's a and that's it, o- it's Optimus Prime as an ape. Okay, so Maximals. Then it unfolded into a pterodactyl or something. I think Optimus Primus. Optimus Primus. <laughs> what is that like? Optimus from like the Stone I'm, Ages. I'm getting the the, the wrong. But basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Beast Wars, and they land on a prehistoric Earth. And instead of like going into hibernation, where they're in the original show, they were supposed to go into hibernation. They got out, and is it a new timeline? Then is it like a yeah? It's a multiverse of uh, transform. It's not like a new. It's not like a new timeline. It's literally like in Earth's future, where Earth is completely. Desolate, yeah, <laughs> and becoming a prehistoric earth again. And it's okay, like... <laughs> okay, I understand. I understand that because, like, literally, that. they find Oct- the original Optimus Prime buried in the planet inside <laughs> the Ark. <laughs> that would be so like trippy. As There's no kid. humans on the planet, so it's, it's, you had you had like that was that was actually oh. a really good '90s show, and it was it did really cool things with the the Transformers lore. Okay, but to address your concerns, part of the reason. That you can't just have a movie where... Part of the reason you need needed that human element, especially for yeah. 2007 Transformers, was just to get the audience really invested in a story with those characters so that you Pretty can much. transition to you know, one that focuses on them more. But there's also issues, right? It's like... I even had this uncanny sense watching the movie. And I, I, I mentioned this earlier before we were recording. I was like... Why are, there's a scene where it cuts to gears and pulleys, <laughs> when I think it's a, a Astro Train and I think is transforming. Mm-hmm. I think actually, and I was like, okay, why are there gears and pulleys? How do transformers work? Like, what are they made of? And why do they have kids then? <laughs> if they're like machines, do they just need to have that kind of well, like companionship? They just they need that love and. They that ability to rear don't reproduce sexually. So clearly, like I they mean, build their sense, offspring. Right? So it's like so I, I think it's like. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Robots? Yes. So DreamWorks Robots, it's pretty much the same thing like that. They're said their entire world works in the same kind of like. I don't even know if they have like a base economy. But <laughs> well, that's like in question. the like in the in the comics, they go to bars and, and stuff. So it's like it's a completely like the. 
it, the yeah. world kind of like parallels our world, but with 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 robots, right? They have their system of governments, they have their society, and yeah, they do build more robots because they have to reproduce some way to continue to produce the society, right? Well, clearly they get destroyed so easily. Watching oh, Megatron shit. and uh, Optimus Prime beat the crap out of each other in I the mean, first... Come on, when you get sh- if you get shot with a laser, don't you think your face is not going to melt off? <laughs> well, it, was, it was so dramatic. The spear and Optimus' side and then the zapping like it's blood. Die! Ah. Die! <laughs> I was like, this is so crazy. <laughs> very Shakespearean, very dramatic, and then you know Optimus's speech before he passes away. I can I could see all the kids crying in the theater. I was crying. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. was like, "You killed Optimus! <laughs> you killed Optimus!" The Ultra Magnus being like, "I vow to be the next best you," and then also getting blown up, and then getting glued or like. I guess poli- I, uh, polished, super glued back together. No, you're They're right. going in there, there to be stupid, dead of it stupid. Let's get it back together. Dead of it stupid. <laughs> we talk TV. We want to talk TV. <laughs> we also have to discuss, of course, the Shark Decon section. This is a mockery of justice. Guilty or innocent. So, what kind of fucked up backwards planet is this? It was just so good. That was interesting. That guy had a brief bit of exposition that involved expanding the lore even more because he mentioned the. Because he was, he was the guy at the front, right? He yeah. was the guy at the beginning. He was one of those guys who survived. Right. And then he ultimately just gets thrown into a pit full of sharks. Alright, guess we have to do There it is. Innocent. Innocent. Son of Innocent means you die. <laughs> I must have looked down at my phone writing a, writing a note when I uh, when the scene happened. Why did I think he fell backwards into the pit? We got to get a new travel agent, okay? I that stone. I know I love that. <laughs> Judd Nelson. Another... Talented voice actor plays Hot Rod, which is one of my favorite characters. Well, by this movie, it was because of it made he made this movie. So you must not want to talk about Transformers: The Last Night, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody should talk about Transformers: The Last Night unless it's like, oh my god, because, because four and five are are movies I will never, I can't, I cannot sit through them. I they I, I could I, I stomach I them. Have. After f- after five, I I could not I did not want to stomach the last night and because I have children, five. I have children and they made me watch it and that was that was two and a half hours of pure fucking hell man. Yeah, <laughs> six six was bad. Well, I thought I thought the last night was five. Because uh, Age of Extinction is. Oh, okay, fam, whatever. I was like, don't give him more movies than he has. No. Yeah. No, because uh, well, Bumblebee technically makes six. You know, technically I mean, I makes six, uh, and that is a redemptive movie, and I will whatever. I will defend that movie's fantastic. That is what I've heard. I um, yeah. Now look again, comparing the lore, looking at how, like, how can Unicron be Earth? <laughs> you know, and that's what they suggest at the end of. How would you make that work? Okay, uh, I guess get all the people. They, they they try to do it <gasps> in cool. the Transformers Prime, and they, they they try to make sense of it. And I I haven't watched all of it. Okay. So, 
Unicron is apparently Earth. He's trapped in Earth, and Optimus Prime used the Matrix as leadership to trap him into the, the Earth core. To is like a prison. Why, I don't. Thanks, I don't get Optimus. it. I don't get thanks. it. That's I know when I heard that, I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> maybe I should." Wa- to I, I'm destroyed. gonna need to watch more of this show because, <laughs> like, you're trying. No, you're trying to sow this seed for the Bayverse, but uh, well, that's probably why. Because uh, is the yeah. prime one the one that came out? It's the Bayverse animated show, right? Like, okay. That, yeah. Okay. Wow. I use the matrix of leadership to seal Unicron within the Earth's core. You know what? Why, Optimus? If you're gonna watch, because I. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I just thought, you know, it was, it was the only option. <laughs> it's like hey, you guys. we're here. I'm only one guy, man, yeah, and I just transform into a truck that just happens to have an invisible back that comes comes up and connects to me. And every time I transform, yeah, I mean, the badass song from the 80s. You got the touch! Da, da, da. You got you the power! That was the best. On, that was he awesome. blasts up into the sky and he, he takes some revenge. At least at that point, after he, you know, the slaughtering of all of his friends and <laughs> he got a little bit of revenge on that. Killed, he, he took out some good guys. He did. I was sad that Unicron didn't just come... Or, sorry. I was sad that Optimus Prime wasn't res- resurrected by the end of the movie, but it made me realize that, yeah... It's a passing of the torch movie. And they it really also movie. just wanted to traumatize as many children as possible. No, I actually think it's hilarious that the CEOs didn't even think about that. They were just like, no, no, you can kill him. Like, just kill him. Just yeah, kill him. It's all right. It's all right. him. The fuck are you talking about to me about this? Like, <laughs> I told you to make a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm busy. He's like, you're looking at porn. He's like, I'm busy. <laughs> all right, all right. You've been looking at porn for seven hours. Every time I come in, you say you're busy. But I mean, you don't know. Come here, come here, come here, come here, buddy. You see her? Oh, I nailed her last night. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this film? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> You guys want some blow? Yeah, okay, you know what? I'm going to kill them all. I'm just going to kill them all. And you know what? You're going to be the one who pays for it. And then, yeah, they did. They got all Basically, the nasty yeah. letters from No, parents. no, no, no. What yes. happened was, like, after after all the nasty letters came in, it's like, get Bill in here. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell is going on? It's like, why, you were on a coke bender. You told me to kill them all. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, at least Peter Cullen had Ironhide to voice while Optimus Prime was dead. <laughs> no, also, Ironhide died. Oh yeah. He died in the yeah, first he was he was one of the, the yeah. first ones to die. Yeah, he was on the moon base. No, that was it. They killed him off. Peter Cullen's like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go voice Eeyore. And the Predator. And the Predator. He did. <laughs> he does the sound effects for the Predator. Well, the, you know what? He's had a, an illustrious career. And as a voice actor, and he's a very talented voice actor. He's he's basically one of those voice actors that, that voiced wow. your childhood, all my childhood. And he is a legacy actor. Yeah. When he passes, it'll be like a like another oh, made, like huge shit. huge loss. I mean, uh, the, the fact that like he that and and then uh, give not credit that he's old enough to pass. I'm not trying give to credit to Bay on this one getting Peter to come in. Well, not I guess I don't I don't see Peter saying no to voicing Optimus Prime in the movies anyway, but actually having Peter voice Optimus Prime in the movies, in Bay's oh. movies, was, you know... I love it. It was, it was, it was great. It, was, it just pays that homage to it. 
The Bayverse was fun, uh, in its crazy, explodey way. Well, like I told, like I was saying, you know, it was my way in. Like 2007 was my way into trans, uh, Transformers and the Transformers universe, and uh, what got me really interested and invested in it. So, I, I really will always have a soft spot for, especially for that first one. The first, um, I'll, I'll go with the first three because I don't, yeah. as I like the trilogy. The third one is really where you can see a lot of the holes. It just the third one bores me. It's yeah. boring. Yeah, it's it, a boring movie. It, it's not as Shocking. boring as the fourth. No. Age of no. Extinction was fucking boring, and yes. it and it literally held you to the end. It it got you there. Yeah. He made you sit yeah. to the end <laughs> of his fucking boring ass movie that literally destroyed everything that was like made you a fan of Transformers. To see 5, 10, 15 minutes of Grimlock and his Dinobots. And then that's it. <laughs> they also don't talk. Which, okay, I guess. Because the dinosaurs didn't talk, so why would... Well, they did. Grimlock talks. In the in Transformers the movie? Well, in, I, I, no, in Age not, of Extinction. No, I was talking about Age of Extinction. I don't think he... Of course he I, talks I, in the movie. Yeah. Though. I mean, like, in, in Age of Extinction, I don't even think, yeah, I don't think he had a scene where he talked. No, I'm pretty sure he talked. I can't remember. Those movies suck. I don't yeah. want to watch them. <laughs> what did I write about the Dinobots? I mean, I watched one scene from the Age of Extinction the other day. <clears throat> and it was, like, even, like, it was a good... It was a good scene with Stanley Tucci, and Stanley Tucci's acting his ass off in front of Optimus Prime, you know, pointing his finger at him. He's like, hey, you stop. We fucking, we don't need you anymore. We fucking taken your genome, and we we can now make you, you know? And that was a nice scene in a horrible fucking movie, and it's just a horrible movie. No, uh, one thing that I was bothered by, that I just witnessed today, <laughs> was uh, Hot Rod in... Uh, you know, the, uh, oh my god, Hot Rod in, what's the last one called? The, the Last Night. The Last that's Night. Not that's, that's not Hot, hot Rod. That's not Hot Rod. You know, why is he French? Yes. What's the purpose of that? If you're gonna make so much get, you know, Peter Cullen to come back as voice Optimus Prime, why not just get Judd Nelson just to come back, back and make him a, a, a Hot Rod? That was not, Hot Rod was the highlight of this film because you followed a character you followed the hero's journey of this character. Literally being able to take out this huge threat. He was the guy at the end. He was the guy that's like, I'm going in. And he was, and, and his determination was what made him worthy. His right. saying, like, I cannot allow something like this evil threat to exist is what made him worthy. We're, you can see... The near, the thread with uh, okay. Ultra with Magnus, or Ultra which, Magnus, which yeah. I love. It's another one of my favorite characters. Is Ultra Magnus? I thought he was a badass character. He shows that he he was a good leader. He was a good leader, very good leader. But he was a very like conservative leader. It was, he was, yeah, you could yeah. tell. Yeah, clearly he votes for. No, I'm not that kind of the conservative. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a little more reserved in his in he's his just, leaderships roles. He's yeah. where at at a certain point. Uh, a good leader needs to just be like, we got to take the fight to them. Right. You know, and that's what he did. Hot Rod, uh, Hot Rod rose up to the occasion and became Rodimus by the end. And 
Dude, I honestly like love that. You know what I mean? Like I, I love. You got Rodimus. you get the feels. You get the feels. I did because it's such a rise, good Rodimus Prime. It's a fantastic. Uh, game. It's like I'm sad they didn't capitalize on that for the live action movies because what I think you can do. I want to write what I th- this folks. Mm. Mark my words. Twenty mm. years from now, when I have the money and the resources, hopefully. No, I'm going you, to. Yo, you have the Justice League. This is my franchise. No, okay. no, no. Well, you can help me produce this and write it then. I, I, I will, I, I'm going to write it and direct it because this is my franchise. Well, I have an idea, so well, don't you worry. let me say my idea. And this is a collaborative this. effort here. Okay, what was you on your own? You I'm movie just search. telling you You're, that I have an look, idea. Look, look, look at this auteur guy, man. Yet. Come on. I'm just trying to get the idea out in the open. That's all I'm saying. We would continue on from where this movie left off, but in live action. And that's how you would set. That's how you use your new Transformers. You know, obviously they couldn't do that in the '80s. That would have looked awful. There's no way they would have conceivably. (laughs) Well, there is a can literally continuation of this movie. I know, you know, and that's the thing. But I just mean I'm gonna. I would. Re- I would retcon all that. I would just just yeah, to take it out. Yeah. You should see the. You should look, find the actual like the next episode because like the movie is a bridge between seasons, right? Right. So the next episode picks up where they they're all rebuilding uh, Cybertron, mm-hmm. and it and then it reintroduces uh, Galvatron as the as he comes back as the threat and the, the leader of the Decepticons, and it's actually a pretty good uh, like TV movie. For the series. No, I think it'd be cool to do something in the lieu of uh, Damon Lindelof's uh, Watchmen, where you know everything that came before is canon. And <laughs> you actually, you know, show that too. Like you show that th- yep. that stuff has happened. The Unicron did cause all this destruction. Optimus Prime is dead. You could still tell a story where you eventually resurrect Optimus, but I would want to keep him dead, and I would make Rodimus less of a weak character because clearly he was written that way immediately in the aftermath to try and pad the pain that a lot of kids were feeling over (laughs) the death of Optimus Prime. So, does this movie intensify your fan... Like, does it reinvigorate your fandom a little bit? Like, would you rather... Like, not say the Babers, but say... Would you pick up a comic book now? Say something like that. Start picking up... Like, I said, like, devolved into something more... Like, I wouldn't say, like, there is a Blur comic book series, but I wouldn't, that's not a character you would well, be interested in. Yeah, like, but there specifically, is. I wouldn't pick up, but I do have, I do have Transformers comic books, just not a ton. It wasn't, like, my huge, so I just never invested in the lore uh, a ton, but I do, when I, I love world-ending threats, and I love, like, universe-altering threats, mm-hmm. so Unicron really draws me into the wider lore, and so I, uh, it just yeah, and then I love I do it re- reaffirmed my love for Optimus and the Autobots and uh, just how much I, I do enjoy that kind of classical dichotomy between good and evil, you know, because in a lot of ways that is kind of what happens here. Pretty much, it's a, it is it is a very classic good versus evil story. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's so many cool little intricate storylines you get like. Like you said, Megatron and his lover's sound wave. That even that story is a, there's a story there with more grip like it shows the friendship between them. Right. Like why Soundwave would not like is literally there's like he saved Megatron saved his life and now Soundwave like I owe you my life is is and there's this kind of like there's this friendship that was built around this idea of like you know so and like, 
it does like the 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 comic books, and that's why I, I I'm gonna go with like leaning on more comic books. Kind of really gets into a lot more intricate stories, like not of not just the Autobots, but the Decepticons, and how layered these characters are. Um, so I, I my recommendation is to go with anything in the in the year two thousands that came out by uh, came out from Image, I think it was. IDW, sorry. Yeah. IDW released a lot of these issues. Um, this, yeah. this one I'm showing Austin right now is by uh, John Barber. It's a, a Unicron. But they all have like these bridging stories. Like there, there are a lot of them more graphic novels. Mm -hmm. and they do have like a lot of interconnectivity, but it's it's not traditionally written. Well, that's interesting because yeah. Transformers, I know, has uh, swapped hands several times too I know Marvel yeah. was the initial uh, publisher of Transformers comics yeah. I believe yeah. so that's an interesting switch too I, I enjoy I, IDW too I, mean, I, I like, just, I like I just enjoy as, comic books but as, <laughs> as, as publishers they publish a lot of interesting a lot of the tie-ins too like yeah. they, they do the, the Transformers and they do Transformers and uh, they also do um, well they do Team NT, they do Ghostbusters, they do they do all the tie-ins that you can think of is always done through IDW. So I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, no, no. They yeah, they do all the tie-in stuff. They really do, and they're good at it. They're good at it. They know how to choose. Hey, they're, they're teams. They have they have good writers that go in and and I I, I love the the Transformers universe and what they built there. So it's it's actually really fun and interesting, and it's very nuanced. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Then I have some exploring to do. However, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to sit down because I've, I've tried. I've tried in the like, like I, I bought season one of the Batman because I actually really enjoyed that show from 2004 because uh, it was different. It was really different. A different interpretation of the material and I'm a huge Batman nerd so I mean I know like a lot about the lore and how the characters have changed and it's like that one was a pretty fresh take. Um, it's hard to watch kids' cartoons for me, unless they're in movie format. Like, I find I'm good at, like, yeah, I'm still good with animated films and stuff like that. It's just, like, the the, the format is so, like... Uh, just wait till you have kids. It's tired sometimes, right? <laughs> no, no, and I, I'm, I'm willing to go through that, right? Like, no, obviously I, you still get tired of it, but it's like... But I'm not, like, the cool thing about having kids is that it kind of like it brings you back to that place of where you're going to reaffirm some of your fandom because you Why will you place yeah. well you'll place some of that fandom onto your kids I mean that's just the, that's just the, the reason why we have this nostalgia universe that we're living in is because a lot of millennials were having kids and we're like oh look I like this show and now it's because it's because entertainment's such widely available through streaming services they're there I mean now I sit there and me and my sons we love the Power Rangers it's another one of those those shows that I could talk for hours about Power Rangers, Transformers, where you could talk about Marvel and Batman. And Batman, those were those were my bread and butter. So there we go. This is why you know we had that day. This guy over here, you know, episode five of Loki, he was just like, no, 
show fucking sucks. <laughs> and and there's like, that sucks. No, I did not. not. It was, it was no, not I'm, it I am. I, that suck. is hyperbole. That is hyperbole. I am exaggerating. But I'm just, it's the general, the vibe was very negative at the time. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, people saw it, it changed. Your opinion changed. Even by the end of the episode, things had, you know. But it was funny because it's like, I think, yeah, you can you can tell. Even me watching Transformers, I'm sitting there, and in the opening five minutes, they're walking around with kids in the marketplace. I'm like, why the fuck do robots have children? <laughs> in this a, universe. There's society. But it's just, you know, it like... And that's, yeah, because, and you've read, the, but that's what I mean. You're so, you're invested in the material to a point where, like, you understand the universe inside. Not, well, I mean, I know there's still questions you have, but oh, there's so do a I. A lot more. I mean, it's I not, know, I don't know it, everything. It, but. but, I mean, you have to look at these, these are different planets with different societies, and exactly, they're just, right. you're right. depicting different societies. A lot of sci-fi does that, though, but sci-fi of is, course, that's, that's where we get sci-fi and science fiction. And you're still, I think we still, and part of the fun, and part of the, um, I guess the, the, benefit but also something I'm just grateful for is the ability to ask these questions and uh, mm -hmm. I think it's interesting how just you know yeah. the material pushes us to ask these questions well exactly I mean they're there yes this is Transformers is a product of pop culture big time the whole reason why is isn't was invented was to, to market toys capitalism however if wasn't for that opportunity, a lot of writers wouldn't have been able to explore this lore exactly. and explore this from a scientific, uh, from a science fiction point of view. Well, and get paid to write. Yeah, you know, this, this, to be creative. Yeah, this is a massive allegory of good, like you said, the duality of good versus evil, of right and wrong, and that's what it is. Like it's, it's a nice allegory for that that concept. Right. What is good? What is bad? Um, and, and it gets more nuanced as the generations go on because the 80s were a different time from the early 2000s. Like, those kids' cartoons are way different from Oh, yeah. yeah I remember, I was watching. Like, it's interesting going... And, and, that's, and that's the other thing. So not only... Okay, the Batman was an interesting one. And it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. I was able to get through it. Mm-hmm. Then I go back to like, well, no, 90s Spider-Man is pretty good, too. Still good. Once I, I tried to get into, like, 80s X-Men, and I was struggling, because I just, I don't, there was something about, like, and then even going back as far as 60s Spider-Man, which I loved as a kid. That was on all the time on reruns, and I loved it. Very, Here comes the Spider-Man. The, the storyline is very, very, there's no nuance. It's, it's, just, rep it's re repetition. Yeah, it's, it's, repetitive. it's so. Cliche, too. Yeah, it's just. You know, you know, it's the story it's, of the week, it's, and yeah. it's and it's the same story of the week. Power Rangers was the same thing. Like They're if you comics go, and toys, like you were it, saying. If you and even Transformers is the same story of the week. It would do a lot of an extent, mm -hmm. but you know, he had a lot more characters to work with because you know they were introducing new toys, right. and then you had new characters. But as the general, like, as storytelling has developed over time, mm -hmm. you can look at storytelling today, where where we put a lot of effort into revitalizing characterization and like putting characterization into these these toys right well like, and giving them yeah actual right. characters you know like and then that's how you build a fandom where each now you can go to a transformers fan and be like who's your favorite transformer and be like well of course it's optimus prime but it's like other than optimus prime hot rod <laughs> well this you know you can bumblebee i mean bumblebee is a huge one now yeah, like everyone yeah. loves bumblebee i just i just really want to 
black and yellow Camaro personally because I think that looks awesome. I just I like the color scheme and I do I do love Bumblebee, but he's actually not my favorite Transformer. No, you know uh, I yeah I, I th this animated movie definitely has has uh, stirred some feelings definitely about Hot Rod and Hot Rod slash Rodimus Prime. I have a feeling that there's just so much character potential there. Why? Michael Bay, didn't you watch Transformers the movie and go, I want to continue this character? No, he didn't. And he's, now, he's he... now banned from the Transformers franchise. That's <laughs> not true. He was part of that writer's room that they had. And he's uh, technically... They'll, they'll let him... They'll give him some... They'll let, they'll let him in there, but they are not letting him direct. No, no. Well, he They're not be. letting him direct, so... He's also just chosen not to. But I think... It's for the best. It <laughs> is for the best, because <laughs> then Bumblebee worked. Yeah. And it, if you didn't like Bumblebee, if people did, if you didn't like Bumblebee before, this movie will actually really, really, it's it's a really interesting story between uh, her name. It's it's somebody Seinfeld, Haley Haley Seinfeld, and her character is just it's a just a really cool socialization story, grow up story, buildings among between a girl and a robot, <laughs> and it's 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 fun. It's a fun story that really drives the. Uh, drives home that the spirit of friendship it's it's and it's a traditional kind of like it's your traditional 80s flick but in the year 2000 right in right. the 21st century it's it's a it's actually really cool that's what i got from the aesthetic of it i can't speak much about it because i haven't seen it but it's on it's on my radar i just you know i uh yeah i've lost uh it, you've a lost significant amount of interest, interest in the transformers franchise especially you know, this is this is a movie with obey. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Bay's yeah, hand. We're, we're so removed, you right. you can really see the difference. Right. Oh really, yeah. The yeah. difference is phenomenal. Like, mm. I I think I what I'd like is and this is why I want to do my ideas because I'd like to strike a balance between that you know that gritty groundedness mm -hmm. and that um, from from Bay and then. Of course, the fantastical, cosmic, um, sci-fi elements. Of, Absolutely. Of the cartoon, because I think that would be the perfect, um, like uh, what kind of what you want, right? I think you know a movie that is focused on a story about what the robots are doing, and then of course you still have the side story is the human story. Well, the, I mean? the, the, that, they're on Earth. I mean, the, you have to. There is a very that that one big angle that is uh, the fact that our planet is being used as a battleground that that's a that's a very interesting point which the bay films that, that do capitalize on and they do kind of the show we're like okay we have to fight thoroughly. back yeah I think they pretty I think he pretty thoroughly explored the whole idea of like okay how would our government respond how would or how would their government respond yeah. how would you know I think now we can we can start getting to a point is like I think the Autobots are our friends and let's see a world where the technology kind of evolves evolves together. Well, exactly, but on screen and live action, mm -hmm. and I think too, like Transformers the movie balances. I just think Transformers the movie really balances the the human element with the the Autobot element, and in a way that mm -hmm. you know um, the human story isn't suffocating to the Autobot story. Yeah. Like, um, I think it's really interesting from a writing and as an as an audience member standpoint too. It's like um, 
that adds more tension, seeing a human kind of juggled around in every scene. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just knowing that the, you have Daniel to worry about. Exactly. In every scene. And you almost forget sometimes, but then when you remember, it's like, holy shit. You know, thank God he's okay, because that was crazy. You know what I mean? like, uh, so things like that. And then having to find his father, like, that, yeah. is, that is an emotional element, too. Like, and it works. Oh, it worked, it worked perfect. very it's well. like, the human's right there on the side, and it shows, like, we're, we're together in this mm-hmm. mission to stop Unicron. And, uh, but the it was honest, nice. Yeah. And, and, it was, yeah. and it was Daniel that found his father. It was Daniel that saved Bumblebee. Exactly. And Wheeljack and Jazz. Yep. Another one of my favorite characters who Megatron. was like the in the first movie that when he, when, when Megatron ripped him apart, Jazz, mm. that pissed me right off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, you know what? I know one character had to die, but why Jazz? Because it's Jazz. I'm sorry, he's he's not he's, he's not the, the POC most of, character. <laughs> it is true though. Scatman, that was Scatman Carruthers' final performance, by the way. And speaking of final performances, actually... Jazz was always the PC, POC character. I didn't know he, that. Yes. Oh, yeah. he, Jazz is, like... That's a good Jazz point, to Moonbase 2. He's got the... That's his whole shtick. Throughout. Wow. <laughs> yep. well, it was point. And it was... And even throughout the, the, the TV series, you can really see the... The subtle... The nuances of the POC character coming out. The trope. Right, right. The POC trope. Right. And the way he talks and how he talks. I, well, Jive turkey. <laughs> wow. No, I. Uh, I guess it's just because yeah, I folk, I I'm really drawn to, the whole prime dynasty and <laughs> everybody is, but each character has their Basic own. Basic on that front. No, uh, they're not the, they're Then again, I did say Roy. Uh, Hot Rod is kind of one of my favorite characters, I guess. But if you go back and start launching just subtle episodes. Mm-hmm. Go even Jazz go through like a top favorite. top ten of the Gen One series. I, I Watch a couple of the top ten, uh, the top three episodes. Yeah, and you'll get you'll get to understand that like it wasn't just about Prime. Each show was oh, not about Prime. Not. Each, each episode not, yeah. was about a different Transformer. Right, because you have to do that too over the length of the series. You can't just you know. Uh, that's how they sold the toys. So, <laughs> oh, that's true too, right? so it's like Prime was like their leader, yeah, but, but each episode was about. All, all the other Transformers. Each right. episode had their own, and each Transformer had their own personality. They had their own traits. Like, uh, there's Sideswipe, who's just super cool, and he's just like, I'm the fastest one alive, next to Blur, who is literally was a, a racer. Uh, and that's what Blur was. He was the fastest car alive, and he was a, he was a racer. And uh, I think one of the Decepticons kind of like blew him out and blew his chances for the cup and stuff like that, and that's how he became an Autobot. Um... Yeah, there's there's uh, Sunstreaker, who's literally is who's a, a guy who doesn't do anything but suntan because he's just you know, he's I'm Sunstreaker. Look at me, I'm beautiful. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta write something down on the page, folks, to make some money. <laughs> Every single well, they had to have personality, and you had to get you know, with better personality and picking out the most American stereotypes that you could find. Oh, that's fair. Hound. I mean, even Hound in the Bavers was like a, like American stereotype of a big gunner warrior of uh, the American army. Right. Was well, that the one John Goodman uh, yeah. voiced? Yeah. Yeah. I loved Hound. Sad when he died. Did he die? He died. Four. No. Five. Five. I think when he died. I just thought I remembered him getting. Uh, 
I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone. <laughs> the Bay Verse is so complicated. Because yeah. I don't watch them. Because uh, well, I just can't. I, I, I have I, questions I, about the G1 Transformers. I think it's all... But it's it's interesting. It's its own... You know, you got your own universe. What, what other questions you got? What any, any, any final well, questions? Well, I don't know. Yeah, what do I... Let's see. Let's see what, what lies in the... What final questions do you have? Let's, let's pick out a... Because I know we got some stuff to cut out here, but... Oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Pardon the fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One moment I end, you know, speaking of the moment Daniel, you know, saved his dad. I loved, he was like, Daniel's like, I can't help you. And he's like, use your exosuit, <laughs> you fucking idiot. You have a gun for a hand, my guy. <laughs> well, you know. When you're in a moment yeah, of, uh, panic. of mean, panic, your your kids. Like, that's a, as a parent, that that's no, the moment where you're where you're really frustrated with your kid. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, kid, just it's like I'm not I'm not gonna be a good dad right now. Just get the fuck me, get me the fuck down. Like, Boy, if you do not shoot me down now, <laughs> I'm gonna come down there and give you a whooping. Okay, Which, that's, that's a sweet. <laughs> Well, he wasn't. He wasn't actually that aggressive. That's just I loved it. Cause like, I, come I, on, I, help he me! Like, he says hurry. It's true because that's like just he said it's just acid. That's what he said. It's a vat of acid. So I'm like, that's messed up. But you literally, why? How horrifying! I can only imagine like a ten year old or like yeah, even a ten year old as old, as old as a ten year old crying or being like just like kind of like really disturbed at the scene of those. Even just the Transformers you don't really know falling in there and being like, ah! But it's all you hear is them screaming. Oh. And yet the audience sees them melting. <laughs> They're like, their hands are going up. up for their last grips of life. And then, you know, going home and having nightmares about that for a week, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Just, just hearing the screams. <laughs> this is why people say, like, they love Hades horror. Because... You can actually include this as a horror movie. I would, I would definitely because emotional horror movie. There, there is, there's a lot of horrific moments in this. Like this is a psychotic scene of being digested by a giant alien planet robot that just wanted to win. Really, you know that's the other thing. Oh, Unicron's whole motivation is he doesn't need he wants one. to rule the universe. Huh? No, he's literally chaos incarnate. Like he doesn't. Oh, okay. It's not even rule about ruling for him. He's just like, I'm a planet who eats other planets. He's fucking Galactus. At <laughs> least Galactus needs the nourishment. Like Galactus, but the thing is, Galactus does have. He's not, the thing is, Galactus is neither good nor evil. No, where no. Unicron is literally the symbolization, the symbol of the devil. He well, is the devil. He is chaos. He is that. You know. The opposite of the Matrix of Leadership, whereas the Matrix of Leadership is the good. The Allspark is the creation of life, where Unicron is the taker. He is death. He is the bringer. He's the end. Well, as uh, Orson Welles told his biography short, biographer shortly before his death, You know what I did this morning? I played the voice of a toy. I play a planet. I menace somebody called something or other. Then I'm destroyed. My plan to destroy whoever it is is thwarted, and I tear myself apart on the screen. 
That's. Uh, <laughs> and I love how how the way you're saying that, yeah. because uh, when Orson Welles went in to record his lines, he could barely he breathe. Couldn't really talk, yeah. I'm he could barely he, even say anything. He probably wrote that on a piece of paper for his <laughs> biographer to read. A lot of his lines had to be like digitally boosted. <laughs> Tell, like, especially in his final death zone. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, Orson Welles really died. Know, did they just record it? <laughs> Sorry, Orson. myself apart it's <laughs> like that's a good line it's like I don't think you said that you you're pretty sick at that yeah, point and no, yeah well hey what a, what a beautiful end though the thing is you, you that's still defined a legacy even that that whole scene that was a nice brilliant oh, scene it was it. It. but like even to the to the point and fades in End of the Cybertronian Wars. And then we're gonna renew you guys for a season four that's gonna make no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> or you cut to 2020, 2075, and Austin Campbell and Clint Flurry have made a film as a sequel to this, maybe a series as a sequel to this, as live action. And what happens is Hot Rod becomes the leader we all deserve. That's right. I, I think he does need a... Then we he needs a, some sort of redemptive arc. And then we guess. And then him. we resurrect Optimus Prime again. Maybe we resurrect Optimus Prime to kill him. That'd be a fun storyline. Optimus the, versus Rodimus. The, the resurrection, like the return of Optimus Prime, is a weird storyline. I mean, that doesn't... It's matter. literally about a, like a spore plague that turns everybody evil. And they had to find Optimus's body because something in Optimus's body really is the antidote. Oh. <laughs> and in, in return, like we can't. It's like Rodimus is infected. We can't do this without well, Optimus. We could bring him back. Let me ask you something. How are machines infected by spores? I don't know. I I honestly, there's a lot of question marks in this series. It's, it's like I'm being you're, as a writer, you're just gonna have to fill in these blanks. Yourself, but, yeah. We could. I mean, like even even the Babers kind of explain that they're even their their material is organic it metal. Is. Like it's it actually does grow back. And I like that explanation, even though for some reason critics couldn't get on board with that. That was one aspect of the films that was critiqued was the whole like and that that you know like the birthing sack thing. I was like, well, you know, if they are organic, then they could hypothetically like genetically create their offspring you know what I mean like they don't have to build them you know you, you gotta be open to new ideas at this point I mean there's yeah. science like I think I just I read I read a headline I didn't read the article but I read a headline in like it was a scientific paper that said they they turned water into a metal like they actually were able to it's like turn water into metal that's what it said <laughs> it's like, what? I'm glad they were finally able to solve the metal crisis and not the climate. I, I don't know. Like the thing is, you're manipulating certain things because there's there are metals in our water. There are there are yeah, that's true. minerals and vitamins. There are min like these you these reverse engineer the process. Right. You can draw it out. Turn metal into water. 
It's all it is. Jeez, all, all, all you need is two oxygens and a hydrogen, and you got water, man. And a transformer. They've been seeding clouds, like cloud seeds. Like, I know. You're, uh, well, we they're, 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 right they're not only just cloud seeding, but also uh, in India, they're shooting lasers into freaking se- into their clouds to get it to rain. They're making it rain. So it's not good for the I planet. I think I can suspend my disbelief a little bit in the creation of the Transformers when we have Boston Dynamic robots that can do fucking flips. (laughs) I'd actually like to live in the Transformers universe because our our planet is dying at an exponential rate, which is why I need to get my novel out there. It's basically like... I wouldn't wouldn't say the Transformers universe is is a place you'd want to live because it's pretty bleak. Their their planet is literally dying is the reason why they came here. Was yeah. because their planet was dying, and they're searching for another energy source. If I can buddy, yeah, I would totally <laughs> sign myself up to partner with the Autobots, even if I got disintegrated. At least I'd have a kick-ass time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I'll time, give you that. Yeah. The Prime transforms. Can I, can I beep the horn? You got the touch comes on. <laughs> I bet you anything. No matter what, no matter where they are. That is an al- There's also another song. <laughs> Outside of a restaurant. There's Dare. Dare, dare to believe you justify. It's time to take a stand. You can win if you dare. That's not the best. You got the touch. It's like my heart kind of sank. It's like, you got the power. Dare is good. Tune in next week. They're all dead. Ah. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs>